Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another Supercoach Insider podcast. My name is Swizz, here to talk all things round 20, which is the start of the Supercoach finals, the team's ins and outs that are going to affect our Supercoach sides, and answering your questions that you have sent in. As always, continue to check us out through all the platforms out there, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or the YouTube, and connect to us on Twitter, Supercoach Insider 100 for the three of us, or Swizz26 for me directly. Big shout out to our sponsors, Splash Vodka, Earn You and Manscaped. We really appreciate your support as we do the community. Start kicking off with my side this week, another good week for me. Continue to come home strong, which is good. Um, just unfortunately, I left this run a bit too late. So it was a 24-28 this week. Went up 49 places to 348th overall. So yeah, we're starting to kick, but unfortunately there's not enough length on that Flemington straight to uh, kind of catch those top players, um, in particular my mate Abdul, who's still in first, so he's been doing the media rounds, um, but he's a little bit in trouble with these zero trades, but he's still holding on, so we wish him all the best, as we wish everybody the best out there. In regards, we'll get straight into the teams, because there's a couple of interesting ins and outs that are going to affect. Um, so we've got Freo Melbourne on the Friday night, and I'll link that in with the VC options as well. I know if a lot of people are looking at Clayton Oliver, so that's where I'm heading at the moment. Uh, I think he's the obvious VC on the Friday night. Uh, the big news there is out nat, nat 5, but I don't think that's actually more super coach relevant. It's just more of a, you know, Freo, one of their better players, um, even though they're probably not reliant on him as much anymore. But, you know, you like to see the, you know, the superstars of the game still out there. So, unfortunately, he is out. Jake Lever is back for the Ds. Collingwood Port Adelaide, the big one there, is not in Grundy. Uh, it's only Dugowie that's come in so far. Out Majacek, who's injured. And Carmichael, who came on as that super sub in this last quarter, I think two goals, has been left out. Um, would not be surprised to see uh, Carmichael as the sub again. Extended bench information there. Teakle is on the extended bench. So just watch those loopholes. Um, I know a lot of people like to use Teakle as their captain loophole. So, yeah, that's one you've got to watch to the last moment. Uh, William Drew's been left out of that side, but he could be the most likely sub uh, for the Port Adelaide Power. There is a bit of news about Mason Cox being ill. At the moment, he's named in the ruck. For all our Darcy Cameron owners out there, we're hoping he pulls out. Um, and I think Trey Rusko's there, probably their biggest tool there that they could probably bring in, or Henry as well. So um, in a perfect world, Cox would pull out one of them, come up and play forward, and Cameron gets in the ruck. So that's a bit of a must-watch there. Um, in big news for Port Adelaide, Dan Houston is out. So I know that'll affect a lot of teams who have him. And, um, yeah, been a bit frustrating because, yeah, he's best. is very good um, for our super coaches. But unfortunately, he... Um, Especially injuries or those down games can be frustrating. Uh, Sydney's only dropped their uh, medical sub in a week so far. Um, but the Giants for that game, for the uh, the Battle of the Bridge, uh, they've brought back Perryman, Hogan, Josh Kelly, Whitfield. Lee Kalia makes his debut and ins Tom Green. So some massive ins for GWS. Out Riccardi. Um, they've got Briggs Bruin and O'Halloran. A um, couple of guys I know, especially for draft leagues, for keeper. People were looking at, so a little bit frustrating there that they dropped, but I'm sure people in those deeper leagues will have cover. Saints and the Hawks back comes Dan Hannanbury um, from that long layoff of injury. I think somebody was saying today he's played 15 or 16 games in that four-year deal for St Kilda, so wish him all the best. 
Um, out for the Saints, Billings and Gresham. Uh, Gresham's gone for the season. I think that affects, I think it's 53 people in the um, top 1,000 and maybe three people in the top 100. So hopefully those people have trades left. Um, most likely you would hope that Gresham's been that sort of loophole player on the bench, but if he is on the field, um, yeah, get, let us know what you're planning to do there. Um, we might have to talk about a couple options for those people affected. Uh, the Hawks pretty standard. Uh, Impey's been managed, so Phillips at the subs been dropped. GF's back. Uh, nothing else to report there. Um, but actually, for the St Kilda, we we missed one there. In and on the rucks is Tom Campbell. Um, so very interesting that the Saints are still playing the two ruck setup, and Marshall's been named in the forward line. So a lot of people are thinking about going DC to Marshall. Um, and maybe that's not the move that if you haven't gone there already, for those who went there last week, it's not the kind of news you want to see. And you'd be hoping Marshall has a big game up forward because I wouldn't expect Tom Campbell to be playing much forward time. Yeah, so very interesting sort of decision there. Geelong Bulldogs, Segler and Tommy Stewart is back. Um, it seems to be a popular trade this week. People who are going Hewitt to Stewart if they've got enough money. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely a great move, especially Stewart at home. He absolutely smashes it down there in Geelong. Um, so yeah, if you can do that trade, definitely get on. Fortunately, I'm a little short, so I haven't pulled the trigger on that one. Uh, for the doggies, in comes Caleb Daniel, which will naturally, um, affect Bailey Dale's output, um, a little bit there, but it'll be offset because Adam Trelaw is out, um, out with an injury. So I don't know how long that could affect him for, but yeah, Trelaw has been playing on that off that half-back role, so I just gather uh, Daniel, depending on where he's been named here. I think Daniel's actually been named on the bench to start, but I'd expect him to slot back in that half-back line, what trelaw has been doing. And we've got Adelaide Carlton next. Uh, Josh uh, Jack Silvani's been dropped, actually, for the Blues. That's an interesting move. Uh, Dodie injured. Nothing else to report from that game. Uh, just having a look at the emergencies nothing else there um that's my captain at the moment if Oliver was to fell Roy Ledge has been on fire so we'll back him in against the Blues the uh Sunday games we've got Mac Andrew making his debut so we've lost another one for next season unfortunately even though he's that taller player you still don't want these well it's great for the rookies that they're getting a game but at the same time frustrating from a super coach point of view um for the Eagles Witherden's out injured again Josh Kennedy naturally managed for the road trip, um, but they brought back Clark, uh, Nick Nat. Uh, there's a couple. Of, I think probably Greg Clark's probably the relevant. Hugh Dixon's back in, but I don't think anybody's holding on to him anymore. Um, for Richmond, Brisbane, we've got in Ross, Marsh, uh, Mansell, Tommy Lynch, extended squads for these games as well. Um, Coleman is back for the Lions, so that's an important in, but that's to replace Daniel Rich, so... Probably good one for Cole, um, for Coleman owners because being rich out, that'll give him more points in that half-back line. And the lucky last game, Essendon North, uh, Perkins. Uh, they've named Jai Menzies, but it's an extended squad at the moment. Um, D'Ambrios, who I think is on the extended bench still, uh, which he is. So being, there's a few people hoping he gets named to cover that Hewitt injury. And for the um, Kangaroos, they've... Uh, They've got Josh Goder and Kalen Dawson. Kalen Dawson is definitely making his debut. North Melbourne announced that. 
Um, the big out there is Aaron Hall. I know a few people went Hewitt to Hall last week. We all know Hall's potential, but he is out with that COVID protocol. So very frustrating for those owners right there. Uh, so yeah, they're the big ins and outs. And as I said, the real big ones around that back line, we know Hewitt's still out. So some people are trying to move on him if they didn't already last week. And those people who now you know have gone Hewitt to Hall or were somehow whatever trade they were doing regarding bringing Marshall in last week or this week, yeah, there's going to be some scoring affected there. Alrighty, on the actually the Richmond Forum, I had a couple people talking about their trade situation. So unfortunately, can't do much about um, your very lack of trades and that. This is just the situation some of us find ourselves in. Um, but yeah, if you're in one of those lucky people who have trades coming into finals, um, yeah, it's an interesting question about how should you if you've only got one trade left, should you use it? Um, and I guess that's the kind of situation you're in. If you're in a, you know, a do-and-death final this week, as we talked about last week, trying to make finals, if you've got that one trade left and you're at 5th, 6th, 7th or 8th in your league and you've got to try to win, well, yeah, you may as well use that trade. And then it comes down to your, if you're playing for overall and you're ranking, if you're sort of in that top 100 and you can sort of get by with one of these rookie scorers, a different story but then at the same time how much ground could you potentially lose and how are you going to make that up so yeah it's, it's kind of in that situation where maybe it is burn the trade and go all in and that's where I'm kind of sitting at the moment so I've still got Hewitt there I could carry him it could be extend to be further than just this week again um, I've got two obvious moves I can do which is Vlosten comes in in the defense I really would have loved Stewart but Unfortunately, can't do that. So if Lawson comes in, that keeps my swing going. And Cameron, you know, becomes sort of my swing player there. Most likely with Grundy still out and Cox with that uh, kind of flu, he will be the one on the um, on the field this week. And I'll loophole maybe a Dunkley type or someone who's been misperforming. Um, as pop, things continue to pop up on my laptop for whatever reason. Um... The other news, I the other thing I'm slightly considering is Max Gorn. So I'd lose my defensive loophole. Himmelberg would go to the back line, but for three weeks I'd have no defensive cover, which I don't really like. But Maxi Gorn coming into that ruck line could be really good. But yeah, I, I don't like that as much because I like the situation how I'm covering all lines at the moment and potentially happy to take the kind of risk on someone like Vlosten. Um, but at the same time, if I don't need to make the trade and I can hold Hewitt, well, that's something I'm trying to lean to at the moment. I've got a full team on field, so potentially I might just continue to go with that. The problem is, you know, how many weeks do you, if Hewitt keeps missing, you know, am I missing the potential? For example, if Lawson was to come in, score another sort of 110, um, that gives me the ability, say, to bench a Dunkley or somebody who doesn't perform so well this week, so... Yeah, there's a bit of food for thought around there. All right, the Twitter questions this week. Um, we've got uh, Freeze. He's asking me, who would you put uh, as your F6 this week? So he's forward line is Bont, Cogs, uh, Timmy English, Will Brody, Dunkley, and Luke Jackson. He's also got DC as his R3. And then he's also got Bailey Williams as his bench. Now, the problem possibly there for you, Freeze, is Tickle is your only non-playing forward ruck. And he's potentially could be a sub this week now or a late in. Now, I think 
possibly probably not but you're going to have to wait to watch that one to the last moment um if you've got the ability to i would probably try to loophole jackson on the bench just because he's playing the friday night game um but then as i said there's some risk there especially oh uh, actually bailey williams let's just double check he's in because you might have a potential extra loophole there but he did play well last week williams uh no williams is named on field i'm pretty sure yes he is so unfortunately for you there mate um yeah, it might have to only be Jackson because Tickle plays the early game on the Saturday. So, yeah, maybe Luke Jackson on the bench. And then if he performs, well, yeah, you might have to then put Tickle. Well, if he performs, Tickle goes on field and you just hope he doesn't play. But then if he does play, then Darcy Cameron comes on your field and then Tickle will go into your R3. If Darcy, if Jackson doesn't perform, then Darcy Cameron comes on your field anyway in, in that spot. So those people have got these multiple ruck um, like with English and Jackson, Cameron, Goldstein, who can swing forward and back, uh, forward and ruck. Um, yeah, Jackson, if you're still holding him, he's probably your best loophole option this week. Um, who have we got here? Corey, good North man. Who do I trade in for Hewitt, English or Bailey Smith? Yeah, I've heard a few people talking about Bailey Smith this week. I'm still going to back in the Ruckman English. Um, it probably get, it, The only thing I'd say, if your ruck line's pretty settled... Um, and you've got backup, well, it's probably Bailey Smith, but I think a lot of people are, you know, potentially those ruck lines have been a bit up and down all year with potentially players missing and stuff, where it's been easier to cover sort of a midfield forward. Um, you know, like I've still got Connor McDonald there. Uh, there's a few other players floating around, Carl, well, not Carl Michael this week, but um, Jai Carly, um, for example. So, yeah, if you've got one of them, I'd probably leaning on English. He does have good scoring potential anyway, but it probably just does give you a better cover for those last three weeks. Um, SS7, down to the last trade, ranked in the top 300. If I trade Hewitt to Stewart, it means I have to loophole Darcy Cameron Baker at F67, but I'm thinking keeping Hewitt and trade either Darcy Cameron to Bailey Smith or Baker. What are your thoughts? Um, Hewitt to Stewart, if you've got the cash, do it. Absolutely, 100% to do it. And do, if you've got the loophole option there, put Darcy Cameron on the bench as your emergency, Liam Baker on field, and then bring on that non-playing player if Darcy Cameron goes well. Uh, to DV, I don't know what premium would give the best return for my last trade. Swap one of Short, Chris, or Hewitt to Stewart, or Dawson or Himmelberg. Or swap one of Petrarca, Cripps, or Brayshaw to Oliver or Laird. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not trading probably... probably well, the obvious one there, mate, Hewitt's not playing, so trade him to Stewart. You've got the money, like, Stewart at Geelong is just a no-brainer there, so that's the one I'd definitely recommend. And thank you for those questions, guys. Um, <laughs> the break-evens, like a few of the other people have been asking me, how do I uh, get more trades? Um, Supercoach, teams to target for trade-ins based on remaining fixtures, maybe for each position. position. That's a good question. Um... I think it is Adelaide off the top of my head. There's somebody who's got this absolutely gunning draw on the way home, and I think it is Adelaide the last three weeks. They've got Blues, but next week they've got West Coast, then they've got North Melbourne, then they've got Port Adelaide. So possibly Port Adelaide season, if not already over, will be over this week against the Pies, just the way the Pies have been playing. Um, like you kind of hope Port um, continues to breathe life into the season there, but... Yeah, that's a uh, that's a really soft draw for the Crows 
Um, so you you got to like that. Um, any of the other ones? Who else is actually playing West Coast North? That's probably the easiest way to do it. Bit of a question on notice here. Um, no, definitely not West Coast. I hate their draw. And oh, actually, I think Geelong. Geelong and Geelong. Geelong have the Bulldogs at home, uh, St Kilda at home, Suns away, and West Coast at home. So they got the three games in Geelong. We know how Geelong play down there. Um, so that's definitely a um, yeah. You, you want Geelong players playing on their home deck. So Stewart's the obvious one. If you can get a Cameron in, even maybe a Guthrie for whatever reason you needed a midfielder. Um, yeah, those three are really good trade-ins because they should perform really well. And um, the only danger is if Melbourne were to drop another game and Geelong got kind of a game clear, do they kind of rest people? But at least now with that bye week between round 23 and the bye, uh, the first week of finals, I mean, um, they're less likely to rest one of those players, especially Stewart because he's already been out for four weeks. So, yeah, I think the Cats are a really good um, team to... Uh, focus on there and as I said the, the, the covering those lines um, Stuart back, Guthrie mid and Cameron up forward or even Hawkins if you needed a more discount um, but Cameron, though they're, they're a very unselfish team, would not surprise me the Cats if they get in a position where they can get their players a Coleman medal um, in particular Cameron um, I could see it happening Nathan, good Carlton man <laughs> and he's uh, clearly listened to the last couple of shows where the boys have given me a bit of crap why don't I eat chicken or drink beer, they're very un-Australian of me, um, beer I just don't like the taste, simple as that, I'm more of a spirits person, much prefer um, your vodka, uh, vodka. So I don't mind vodka but your scotch um, bourbons, uh, drink like especially krakens uh, your shivers regal, stuff like that so always more been towards that and chicken actually makes me unwell um, just a weird thing uh, apparently not alone i've actually worked with two other people who have the same thing so um, i heard some stat there's like forty thousand australians that don't eat, eat chicken because of different allergies and stuff but i don't know how true that is but yes uh, i definitely know there's two others out there so yeah just a weird thing i do eat other meats just not just not chicken unfortunately so yeah, no, great question, and thank you, thank you for those questions, guys. I always appreciate that. Um, I know it's it's a hard position to get in because yeah, a lot of people, as I said, don't have a lot of trades left, so it's harder to do. But yeah, if you're in, if you've got the money and you've still got Hewitt, Hewitt to Stewart, that's your trade in this week. If you don't have the money, um, yeah, we we talked about a few with Benny the other day, but um, yeah, if you've got the loophole options and you could get a Gorn up in forward, fantastic. If you need a defender. Um, yeah, Floston's a good price. Um, Bailey Dell has been still good. With Trelaw, it does help, but yeah, Caleb Daniel, we weren't as keen on that one. And the other one we were talking about in the defence line was, apologies for this, my phone does not want to work. It is, uh, who have we got there? We got, no, we can't do Houston. Um... We've got, oh, um, well, Rich being out, that's a bit of annoying, but, um, you know, Brayshaw's not a t too of a bad one. Aaron Hall, I know we mentioned, but unfortunately for um, for those people who brought him in, but uh, if you really, if you want to kind of maybe left field, um, I've been a bit against Jordan Ridley recently, but just because Redmond's out, um, could be a bit of a sneaky one there at the right price. But I guess it comes down to how many trades and how much price, like, and one of the other reasons I like Vlosten and Gorn just because I hate having salary cap left over at the end of the year. 
like there'll be zero trades and if i've got 20 30k it just annoys me so um, in this case it would be lost and all gone would leave me with about a thousand so okay, it's, it's just one of those psychological things that just annoys me um, but and hopefully like myself a few other people can get through without using trades and that sort of gives us some leeway especially um, if you're going to be in a cutthroat semi or prelim in the next couple of weeks um, that you kind of want to at least have a trade left because yeah, most likely your opponent might and uh, you don't want to be in that situation where you get another injury like for example those who have Gresham and then you're stuck with him for the rest of the year and there's no nothing to do with him so yeah the um, the best advice would be unless it's Stuart to Stuart try to save that trade and that's it for me this week so all the best in your super coaching and we'll talk next week bye